Welcome to the CNC Collective Plugins. Uh, this is a show where we talk about different creative industries and get an insight uh, of how our individuals are impacting their industries. Please yeah. welcome a very special guest of mine. Um, I'm very excited about this guest as I've been a fan of him for some time. Uh, he has he is the creative director of MCM London. As a brand, um, they've really tried to elevate and push through the narrative of a Congolese creative. And I've had the pleasure of meeting him previously before where we did our first um, CNC shoot last year. Please, can you introduce yourself? Hello, everybody. Um, I am this person that she just <laughs> mentioned. <laughs> I, I I hope I hope uh, I am that person. But yes, my name is Belanjo Kanju, uh, and I am the creative director of MCM London, as she, uh, as she just previously mentioned. And yes, I'm here today to to share some thoughts, some insights. So. Amazing. I'm looking forward to it. Let's let's get on with it. Yeah, let's get on. No, I'm very excited about this because um, I've been watching you for the last few weeks and I'm very interested in your brand strategist stuff that you've been posting on social media, but we'll definitely talk about that later on in the show. Yes. But what I wanted to talk about is MCM London because yeah. um, a year ago, as I said, you featured on our platform. So let's talk um, MCM London because for a while now, you know, I remember last year you were talking about all these um, things that you wanted to implement in your business. Mm -hmm. And I've seen the growth in the last year, actually through 2020. Did you ever think that when you first started MCM London that it will get to this point? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, to, to put it mildly, um, because I, I do believe that growth, growth, I guess growth is inevitable if you have it in your mind yes. that you aim to get to that point. You know, exceptional growth, on the other hand, can equally be out of your control. Yeah. But the initial growth um, I would say, yes, you, you damn near strategize for it. You plan for it. And an exceptional growth then comes when the market situation's right and, I don't know, consumer behaviors on your side, uh, yes. things like that. Yeah. Okay, that's great because um, I remember last year you mentioned you wanted to do MCM Africa and I think at the time, uh, I think you were just building up to it. So I didn't think you had, I don't think, well, correct me if I, I'm wrong, but I mm -hmm. don't know if you had all the plans put in place. But this year, especially with what's been going on with Corona, MCM yeah. Africa's really evolved because you did um, Afro, uh, the Afro Beat um, Festival. Afro Nation. That's yeah. it, Afro Nation last year. Year. Yes. And then this year we had the Afro Beats official charts in the UK and you were responsible yes. for doing the photography for that. So yes. how has it been for you? Because has it been like overwhelming? I mean, was this always in the plan to get to this or has this just naturally developed in what you wanted to be MCM Africa? Um, well, it's it's always been in the plan. MCM yes. Africa has always uh, been part of, of our growth strategy. Mm -hmm. um, because the aim has always been to establish the the Africa side of of the business and yes. um, projects that have just come along and have just absolutely benefited that I mm -hmm. guess you know it it wasn't 
the the afro nation wasn't necessarily in our strategy yes but what happens i guess is that if if your talent is is there people see and you are then afforded the opportunity you know fortune favors the brave and whatnot um so you know we we are fortunate enough we have the talents we have the stripes and when the opportunity arised uh we we took hold of that opportunity and and we went for it um so that was afro nation and you know just about a week before that we was in in kenya anyway getting yeah. uh, content in kenya and as we speak um the guys are in congo yes i've seen this yeah it's amazing and, that they're doing amazing work out there yes and that is another thing that was inevitable but during you know this these funny times as everyone keeps yeah. on saying i'm trying to find another way to say it now yeah like <laughs> I, I don't want to say oh these tough times or this but challenging it has been like yeah because you've had to i think everyone's had to reroute yes. basically a lot of the plans that they had for this year they've had to adapt isn't it yeah really and mm. and the the congo plan was something that we could not adapt Yes. And it, it had to be done. The only thing that really got adapted was the fact that I am not there. Right. Okay. I see. That I see. was the only adaptation. Like we done everything we could to make sure that we were on the continent. We were in mm-hmm. Africa come the mm-hmm. end of the year, come what may. Yes. Because, um, yes, financially, like, lots of people in the creative field have have taken a hit if they yeah uh, have not so, adapted yeah. um you know us included but you know we had to just get it done and, yeah. and we found a way we found a means yes um, yeah to have that project you know yeah really moving forward yeah and it's great because it shows where you have developed as a company really because the fact that you have the resources to have two of your guys out in Congo and then you in London dealing with whatever needs to be done on the business side in the UK it's even though it's been challenging for you it's great that you guys have had that flexibility as well yes yes yeah Um, yeah it's uh I don't it just I guess it's it comes with the times and yes and with experience and and everyone just being ready to play their part yeah, uh, for yeah. the master plan yeah it's that's a, that's a very important key um but this just leads me on to uh i guess my next uh question and what we're going to talk about is obviously your brand strategy um uh, you know things that you're putting on social media yeah. and if given an insight into how to create a brand and this is really why I brought you on the show because I think not a lot of people are educated about this especially in the creative industry yeah. and this is something that I've had to balance as well yeah. so this is I guess I can call this my free mentoring session with you Bilal so um, <laughs> oh, let's that, get that's into a it. very good strategy right there that is it is a brilliant it is strategy it is it is <laughs> So um, not only have you, you work on MCM London, but recently, like I said, I've been seeing a lot of content about your brand strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, is, this, is this always that something that you've always done? Um, is this something that you always plan to put out there for, you know, people to know how you got started? Well, first of all, I, 
it's something that I, I technically um, have always been doing. Uh, right. And okay. over the last couple of years, it's become really, really prominent um, right. that it's okay. needed more and more. And oh, yes. I always planned that 2020 was the year that I was going to to now put a bit more of that content out. Mm-hmm. And Corona just expediated, I guess, that, that entire <laughs> process. Things. You know, <laughs> yeah. it, it put it on fast forward because that, once again, that was part of the adaptation, the speed yeah. to which I had to, to get that stuff done. Um, right. was part of yeah us just adapting uh not only on on some of the stuff i put out on mcm in terms of the different kind of content but also mm-hmm. putting out more and more content of my own um, right. as i start focusing on i guess the upstream value mm-hmm. of, of creative production so yes yeah what i i would call that as if like i'm now helping with strategy and mm-hmm. after the strategy is sorted, I then pass it on to the creative execution, right, which is okay. MCM. So right. as as I mentioned, like over the past couple of years, I've been seeing how important it is because the, the majority of the, the clients that come across mm-hmm. our way are, mm-hmm. I guess, they're, they're more focused on having a brilliant set of pictures in hope mm-hmm. that it makes a splash on social yeah. instead of having it make sense for their brand and mm-hmm. having it make sense long-term um, yes. instead of the whole, you know, shoot and hope for the best. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And yes. And, and that's what I mean by, you know, I've been, been doing this for quite some time as the clients mm-hmm. come to me and we have discussions. I'll always say, you know, what's the purpose of the shoot? And yes. more or less, they're just like, oh, my God, I want epic photos. And it's <laughs> like, after a while, you're like, that doesn't really help you long term, you know? Yeah, so of course. That's where the whole brand strategy comes from, is that right. I, I really want to help uh, the brands literally move the needle, mm-hmm. you know, move, yes. make an actual big move in your company with the stuff Mm -hmm. that you want to engage us with and not just have another set of lovely images Um, yeah of course yeah yeah Yeah. and I think this is um leading on to my next questions I for me personally this is what I struggled with when I first started my uh project because being a creative it's a sometimes you know you know how it is you have these brilliant ideas but I think with being a creative, you don't always align the business as- aspect with your product, with the creativity. It's kind of like, I want to have this idea. I want to do this brilliant photo shoot. And then you come to the realization, actually, how am I going to ex- execute this with making money? How is this going to affect me in the long run? And what is the purpose of what I'm doing? Yeah. For me personally, I realized this earlier on mm-hmm. when I first started CNCs. Like, actually, I need, you know, that that brand and that business strategy. And luckily for me, I've met great connections where I now have a business mentor, which is going to help me get to where I want to be. Yeah. But not a lot of people know that because I think with the rise of, like you said, 
with social media want a big splash, mm-hmm. but then after the big big splash, things kind of go really quickly yes. because I think we live in a generation where things are given us to us so fast, mm-hmm. but then they go so quickly. Yeah. Why do you think it's so important to implement strategy and not just have a photo shoot? Because I think uh, our community really, especially of our community, yeah. we really need to understand the importance of that. Yeah, you're you're right, and you know, and it's affects our community and and just you know wider um, black community, small mm-hmm. small businesses, um, yes. and and micro businesses that they they focus more on on I guess I guess just as you mentioned, like things come mm-hmm. and go very quickly, and yes. we're used to instant gratification. So mm-hmm, part of mm-hmm. that instant gratification mentality is that let me put out something right now, let it yes. get all the likes. And then because it's instant, it also goes mm-hmm. instantly. Yes, and then you're stuck exactly. in the rut of, oh my God, I need to constantly put out new content. Yeah. Because you didn't think of the strategy long-term um, mm-hmm. and you also didn't think of, how am I going to market these set of images so that it makes yes. sense for four months and not four yeah. days? Yes, yeah, exactly that, exactly that. Um, and I think that's just the problem that we're having. And I, and like I said, you know, not a lot of people being educated and that's why I'm really behind what you're posting because I think people really need to know about it. And this leads me also one of the mistakes I think that we, not only in our community, but in other black communities. And I know you've touched about it and it's one of my favorite um, subjects because it's one of my pet peeves as well. <laughs> Let's talk about mates rates oh (laughs) mates rates this is something that i'm completely for me personally i'm completely against i'm just like if i have a friend Mm -hmm. or for example if i i I go to you mcm london i'm gonna get paid the the actual price because i'm supporting your business you know you've got to and i think a lot of people don't are not educated enough enough on the whole mates rates thing because I think they don't understand the, logis- the logistics that go behind it. So if you're paying a fee, mm-hmm. you have to understand that that's charging for their time, mm-hmm. for their equipment, yeah. for the studio b- booking, you know. And I wanted to talk to you about why is this a danger to people's businesses? I think people don't understand the impact it has on us. Yes, um, you know, you're you're right. Mates, mates rate the the real intricacies of of mates rates for me is not only the financial dramas that they cause it's also the psychological drama it causes even if it's between your friendships yes Um, because as as i mentioned on the video which like i believe is probably funny enough of all the wonderful beautiful pictures we have on mcm i believe that has the most views and the most shares mm-hmm. because it clearly hit home and yes. mates rates is i i find them damaging um mm-hmm. because as you said a lot of people don't know but at the same time they don't understand that things cost you more than what they believe it cost you yes so when you offer those mates rates as I said, you pull it in your in your friends, your mates' mind mm-hmm. that you can do it. 
mm-hmm, for, mm-hmm, for that mm-hmm. price. And yeah. in all honesty, we are partly to blame for that. Yeah. Because we allowed yeah. it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so it's it's having that understanding that if once you allow mates rates, you need to also find a way to to cancel those mates rates. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. because it, it, it doesn't help. It it really, yeah. really doesn't help. And it almost builds false friendships with business um acquaintances because they're not your friend once you stop charging mates rates. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, I completely agree. And if they can go to someone else uh, because of the mates rates, then they never really paid you because you was they, they you were friends or whatever. They literally mm-hmm. paid you because they were saving money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think it's so it's so important because I think we get so caught up in we have the business we've got the idea Mm -hmm. but then we forget I think it's all about the small print yeah and you're you're so right I think it's all about um in a nutshell what you're saying is you're setting the standard for your own business Mm -hmm. if you are setting a particular standard of mates rates Mm -hmm. that's the standard that you're going to get yeah um you know and it, it all goes you know how do you want to present yourself as a business yeah. would marks and spencers offered mates rates they wouldn't yeah. so i think like you said it's all about setting yourself a standard it, it definitely is um setting yourself the the standard you know we've we've got good friends who own studios who yes. some will be like yeah 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 no worries just you know send me the money the day before or even send me the money on the day Mm-hmm. And we have some friends who are like, yep, everything via the website. I know you got my number. Yeah. I know we have a good laugh, but via the website. Book yeah. it via yeah. the website. If you didn't book it via the website, don't call me the mm-hmm. day before because you know what it is. And we yeah. absolutely respect that. We mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. respect that. Because the problem with, with what makes rates does is that you then not only become uh, the mates rate person you become the referral person with the mates rates so right now okay. friends start coming to you and be like oh yeah my friend referred me to you and they'll say mm-hmm. things like yeah yeah look after them look after them be like yeah. well, what, what do you mean look after them so look after them as in give them some sort of mates rates as well because i'm the one sending them to you you know right so okay. you get that snowball effect of having to look after your mates' mates. But you don't have to. But all of a sudden, you now feel obliged because they're sending you a referral. Right, okay. And that puts you in a compromising position as a business, doesn't it, really? Exactly. And it puts Mm -hmm. you into an even worse position if you price... If you price your services to sell and if and you don't price it to profit, mm-hmm. you know, so if if you're whatever it is you do, if it costs you ten pounds and you price it at twelve pounds, yeah, you're pricing to sell. So when the mates rates come, it's now eleven pounds. And now if the mates rates mates comes, it's like I don't know, eleven pounds fifty or something. So you're right, just chopping okay. away at your profit. But if you price to profit and you 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 price it at 30 pounds instead of yeah. 12 pounds, 
then you've got mad scope. Right. Okay. I see. You've got oh. mad scope. Like if, if you've ever, I don't know, gone to somewhere like ridiculously posh and yes. they're charging you stupid amounts. You can be like, oh, yeah, can I get another bottle of water, please? And it's finished. And they'll send you another one. And they'll send you another one. Mm -hmm. And they'll send you another mm -hmm. one. Because they've priced to profit. They can give you yeah. 10 bottles of water because they've made silly amount of money <laughs> in the first place. Yeah, but if you course, don't price yeah. for that, then every time someone asks for something extra, it kills you. Right, and you be or okay. you almost become resentful. You'd be like, why did I even take this in the first place? Mm, yeah, yeah. So true, so true. I can, I can definitely relate to that. Which um, brings me to my next point, because I know you discussed about being accessible as a business. Yeah. Um, and this is something I wanted to touch on. Was I know that for me, I've learned really not to be as ex as accessible. Accessible. <laughs> that's it. As as running a business, I think that as well can be detriment. Yeah. Because you're again, like I said, setting a standard. So, mm -hmm. what is the balance of being accessible as a business? I wanted to talk about a bit about that because I think we need to know as well just yeah. the balance between what what is accessible, what is not. Um, I think that comes again to the whole point of setting setting boundaries, setting standards yes. of, of how you want to conduct your business. So many of us in, in the creative world, whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, um, mm -hmm. your business really relies on personal communication with your client. Yes. So what we tend to do is say things like, here's my number or mm -hmm. me anytime. Yeah. <laughs> been there done that you know and and you're saying that because you want to seem like you've got exceptional customer service but yes what you've done is giving them total access to you right, so now okay. and and once again it's not the fault of the client it's mm -hmm. your fault you're yeah. the one that's opened that door so mm -hmm. you're the one that said call me anytime so when they call yeah. you at 7 p.m. on a Sunday, mm -hmm. you might feel some kind of way about it. But don't forget, you said, call me any time. Yeah. So <laughs> now, as I, I, I think I gave the example of Gary V, like Gary V is exceptionally yes. um, approachable on socials, mm -hmm. but Lord knows he's not accessible like that. Yeah, of you course. Know, yeah. And you, he can have a 10 second conversation with you online if you are lucky enough to get his attention. But in order yeah. for you to fully have access to him, you're paying six figures minimum. Mm, right. So wow. I guess as businesses mature, you start setting these, these boundaries, these gateways, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. it increases your value as well. Because yeah. If you're working with someone and they tell you you can only you can only call me business hours, then that's the only time they can call you. Mm -hmm, if they want mm -hmm. any contact with you after that and you say, yep, I will bill you for it. Yeah. Then they are fully aware that if they're going to call you after hours, you are going to charge them for it. Yeah. Very, of course. very, very simple. And mm -hmm. and every how can I put this? Quote unquote sophisticated business people out there 
yeah. are doing. They're literally doing this. And I've come mm-hmm. across them and it makes me tremble if I need them outside of business hours. Yeah. <laughs> because they already set that, that boundary for you that you can't cross. Exactly. Um, you know, and I think that's just, that's important that we need that in our businesses. Like you said, in, in this creative industry, it's so easy. You know that we live off networking and making connections so it's so easy when we're at an event or if someone slides in your dms it's so easy to be like call me anytime yeah let's connect because you know that especially working in the creative industry people have a certain a talent or a value to me and vice versa Mm -hmm. so naturally i'm going to be like yeah sure call me anytime yeah but then what i've realized is actually to control the way it goes and like you said i think as your business matures Mm -hmm. and you have to put boundaries to control it because it can get out of hand. And I'm sure you've had situations where, because you're you're growing. I mean, MCM has got London, Africa, and also you've got your multimedia platform. So Mm -hmm. it's growing with what's happening. So I can guess if you didn't put those boundaries in place in the first place, I guess it could be a bit overwhelming, would you say? Yes, and and it's something that we we are doing our best to to phase out because, yes, you know, your clients become friends, and mm-hmm. then when you now you need to now make sure you to put your friends and be like, if you're gonna call me for a social call, that's different. Yes, but if you're gonna now call me and and talk business outside of technically business hours, then mm-hmm. it becomes a bit techy, especially if it comes time to to booking. Yes, because now we they are there's a few of us now, and you're trying to put systems in place. You can't call someone individually and be like, "Yeah, I want to book for this day, this time, blah blah blah." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because that person might forget to tell everybody else. But if they yeah, go, of course, uh, if they go according to the process that we've set out, then it would drop in an email that everybody can see. Mm, mm-hmm, so that's mm-hmm. that's a that's an issue that that we had and we're kind of slowly phasing out with you know long-term clients um, yes yes who, who you know by means of our own fault like yeah just, just message us and be like can can i book you guys for this this and, mm-hmm. and the other and yeah 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 and and being in in my position as like a creative director i'm now shooting mm-hmm. less mm-hmm so when they contact me to say that they want to book for a shoot, the immediate thing in my head is like, oh, my God, can you guys just email? Yeah, yes, yes. You know, yeah. and I think that's that's another thing in regards to business maturity. When you start, you just want to take it all on and, you know, do everything, yeah. message people anytime, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. But as mm-hmm. time goes on and on, you yourself start you start wanting to separate your life and your work mm-hmm. and that requires systems to be in place. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree. And testament to that, um, Belange, I knew that <laughs> when I contacted, I was like, I've got to email this stuff, guys. I know what he's going to say. So I had, I had my email ready. I had my email ready. But then this is a good thing because I've seen how you are as a business and I respect that you, you have, you know, business hours. And I know that if I, I need to contact you, it will be through email. Yeah. And from me being an outsider, you set those standards already. So I already knew I was like, nah, yeah. I know I can't just be like, hey, let me send you a quick text. No, I have to 
follow up with an email yeah. so I knew already that was going to come mm. so I think it's it's how you're presenting yourself as a business I think because you because I respected you guys and I think with me I'm very much a person that when it comes to people's businesses I know it's not going to be a WhatsApp thing for me. It's going to be an over email thing. Yeah. And I've learned as well when people slide into the DMs and CNC, mm -hmm. hey, thanks so much. Please send an email because I know I can't. There's so much conversation that you can have over a DM. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think as well with email, everything's recorded. Exactly. So exactly. you need that backup. Exactly. Um, so that's really, really important for me. And, and you, you know, you're right. You, like I said, it's all about setting those standards and, and you know having those systems in place mm -hmm. when you start mm -hmm. is going to put you in a much better position exactly um exactly. you know so it is a good yeah. thing but what i wanted to discuss as well because i know this is for me i had to well you know what sometimes it's rocket science but sometimes it's not really yeah. but you discuss this and i wanted to talk about this point because this is really important mm -hmm. what is the difference between being an entrepreneur mm -hmm. and self-employed mm -hmm. because I think these lines are so they're they're broad but I guess they're quite they're similar but not too similar yeah. and I think it's the minor details that people forget yeah. so I think let's let's talk about this I think a lot of people say they're entrepreneurs mm -hmm. a lot of people say they're self-employed but do they really know the difference so yeah. what is it so that that is is really key um yes because entrepreneur and entrepreneurship has been touted around for a very long time and it's yes. like a I don't it's like a oh like it's like one of those rappers chains you know when a rapper gets a oh big my gosh, chain yeah. and they're like yes look at me <laughs> when they made their first yeah, million <laughs> you know that's that's what entrepreneurship is to people they pull it on their neck and they'd be like entrepreneur yes. yes but um the the real the best way to sort of differentiate it immediately is is the fact that entrepreneurs create jobs yes self-employed you are the job yeah 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 i think that's that's like one of the the quickest way to pull it you know because because mm -hmm, an entrepreneur mm -hmm. create jobs he's got a brilliant idea and he may play a little part in it, but he creates jobs for people to to actually do whatever it is that the idea requires them to do. Otherwise, yeah. someone who is self-employed, you are the job. So if you're a mm -hmm. graphic designer, yeah, you are the graphic designer. You don't mm -hmm. hire anybody to do it. You don't do anything else. You are the actual self-employed individual so as the moment you stop working money stops moving for you right as well. yeah otherwise an entrepreneur who creates jobs he can be anywhere in the world if you know if it affords him to do it but the business yeah. will still go on and the money will mm -hmm. still be created you know yeah. for me that's like one of the key 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 differences is that self-employed people they are the actual job and 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 mm -hmm. it's not to say there's nothing wrong with it but it's just the fact that the you're not creating jobs and, yes. and entrepreneurs tend to create jobs fair enough it's mm -hmm. not written in stone but anyone who is celebrated as an entrepreneur especially a serial entrepreneur 
they build yes. companies that has systems and processes that can function without them. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's where the confusion is. And I think the confusion can be, was like, like you said, people wear around like a chain on their mm-hmm. neck. Uh, you know, just because you have, maybe you're the founder of this so company, yeah. doesn't necessarily mean that you've got people working for you, that you've got systems in yeah. place. And it's not, you know, criticising mm-hmm. anyone, but I think it's a misunderstanding of the word entrepreneur. Yes. I don't think people really understand what it is. Like you said, it's about creating jobs. And I think you've put it so simply, actually. Yeah. It's about creating jobs for people, not you being the job, yes. you yeah. know? And then, you know, you have these quotes like uh, entrepreneur never sleeps, entrepreneur never. But then, you know, I'm thinking about it. If you're an entrepreneur and you're a serial entrepreneur and you, you organize, you're, you're creating jobs, maybe you do sleep yeah. because your company is running anyway. Exactly. Right? <laughs> you, you have afforded <laughs> yourself the ability to sleep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I think it's good that we talk about these things because, like I said, people are just getting very mixed signals with the way the world's um, glamorizing entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. But the real explanation, as you said, it's like, you know, are you creating jobs or is, is it that you, you are the yeah. job, yeah. you know? Uh, so, yeah, mm-hmm. it's just really important to yeah. talk about. And I think, you know, touching on that, is so important, especially with you being a brand strategist, because I think people will understand. And I think one of the key things which I like about what you're doing at the moment is you're not talking about anything that you haven't lived out. Yes. Um, because I think MCM London has been going on since 2014, is it? Yes, yeah. 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 So you've done a lot since yeah. then. So you're not talking about anything that you haven't done. And I think if you hadn't gone through yeah. it, your company wouldn't be where you are today. Yes, you know? it's, it's all experience. It's all experience um, through through the years of, of doing all of this and, and myself yes. going from um, employed to self-employed to, to an entrepreneur and then, you know, just going round and round in cycles uh, because yeah. I, I believe as well, entrepreneur is always in the in the hunt to start a new business. After a while, you just become yes. a business owner. You know, you, you've yeah, done the yeah. entrepreneur thing, you, you know, and now you're just a business owner. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it all comes it all comes from experience. And and as creatives, since you know we're on the subject of creatives, um, I find that there is sort of three routes that you can take as as a creative um yeah and as as black creatives it really only is two routes um yeah but as creatives <laughs> yeah. overall there's there's three routes so you initially whatever it is you're good at if you are yes. ridiculously good at it on the creative side and not the business side mm-hmm. you can either one continue to be a self-employed individual and mm-hmm. um get an agency yeah and the agency handles the whole business side for you and you then have the luxury of just being a creative you know they mm-hmm. handle all your marketing everything and you just let them share the pie with you so yeah. those are for those who i guess are exceptionally talented at their field they get to mm-hmm. get an agency and whatnot uh, yeah. And then you have the other, the other route, which is if you are a creative and yes. you also are good 
on the business side, but you handle it all yourself. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. you just charge yeah. a ridiculous fee for your your graft. And you yeah. can do things like have 10 clients a year, charging them 30, 40, 50K per job. And you're mm-hmm. right. You and your computer mm-hmm. finished. Yeah. And then you have the third route, which is start a business. Mm-hmm. So if you're fortunate enough to have the business acumen or a business partner, a bit like a Walt Disney, um, yeah, he's the creative and his brother was the business person and you start a company right? and yeah. you take it from there. So for me as a creative, I feel like those are like the three main routes um, to mm-hmm. success. And, and the reason why I say for black people is really is two, which tends to be the business angle is because there's very few places that have the representation to get black creatives as um, part of agencies. Yes, I've noticed that as well. You know, so you can be exceptionally talented or, or whatever, but it's either you don't get found or you just don't get signed. And because mm-hmm, you're mm-hmm. not you're not great at the business side and you have no intention yeah. to get into the business side, you then struggle mm-hmm. um, to to make ends meet within the industry because, you know, yeah, yeah you can't be signed. No one wants to sign you. And, mm-hmm. you know, you just don't know how to do the business and marketing side of things. Yeah. I mean, do you think that this is something that might may change? Do you think how do you think the creative industry is now for the black creators? Do you think people being more open to the agency work side of things or is it still, I guess, a, a struggle for us? I mean, what's your opinion on that? Well, to to be very honest, I I I've just about been around the whole agency world for the last 18 months to be honest prior prior to that i i didn't know of 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 much agencies all i knew was the big boys like the ones that you kind of can't avoid the bbd or all the creative agencies but not necessarily the talent agencies right okay it's only recently that um I've come across the the talent agencies because the creative agencies, they won't necessarily put you on their books per se, mm-hmm. unless they hire you full stop. Um, they'll just okay. have you on their books for certain projects, but it's the talent agencies now that represent talent that are s- s- uh, slowly, but surely coming out now and, and hire and sorry, and getting black creatives on their books books um but yeah. only time will tell how good those talent <laughs> agencies are to, to get in yeah. the black creatives good and solid consistent work well this is the thing yeah and i think especially in the times that we're living in i think i have seen an increase obviously of more black creators and black creative talent and all and all this but then like you said time will tell yeah. Um, so we just weigh and test and we just see Um, and that's I guess that's all we can do in in this time Um, but I wanted to um, also talk about 
you know, as a brand strategist, uh, what kind of services do, do you offer um, and where can people find out about your services? Is it something that it's in conjunction with MCM London or is this something that is completely separate? Well, I, in to, to be totally transparent, I am um, yeah. still finding out how that looks like. And and right, the reason okay. that is is because what what we mentioned earlier it's how you present mm-hmm. yourself. So yes, I'm yeah. still trying to find out how that looks like um, because I can find a whole new set of clients who are ready mm-hmm. to talk strategy before yeah. creative execution, and mm-hmm. what the offer will technically be. Um, it will be so in helping brands or helping people, let's put it that way, helping people yeah. sort out their brand strategy before yeah. the whole creative execution. So whether yeah, that is um, sorting out the brand persona, uh, your brand message and having a you know six to 12 month strategy as to how you're going to use whatever creative content that you need um, yeah, all of those things that come before the actual creative execution. So I can mm-hmm. simply offer that separately uh, and yeah. then just be like, now we've sort of got that creative, that brand strategy sorted. I can then hand you over um, to the creative side. And right, yeah, okay. one, of, one of the key things that I will do as a as a strategist before this is is helping brands with with their position and their story to, uh, story their brand story and i believe yeah. positioning is is absolutely key because oh, 100%. there's so many businesses now and and it's something that i i mentioned what what was deemed or was called me too businesses um Yes. Like everybody's just doing the same thing. Oh gosh, there's so there's so many. Honestly, I think about a year ago, I didn't see as many. Uh, for example, we'll, we'll take the black creative platforms that are around yeah. right now. A year ago, I didn't see as many, but all of, all of a sudden, there has been an influx. influx, and, <laughs> and I'm just like, "What?" I was like, "But I, but when, but I, I honestly can say that when I started this, I didn't think about it being a trend or whatever. I just did it because I, I had a passion for it. But all of a sudden, it's like the Black Creative Handbook. The Black. I'm just like, where did all these people come from? Like, like what's going on? Like, and I think you know, you said about standing out is so key because it's such and do you know what is I think do you think that this market is getting overcrowded I don't know is there people saying that the creators that they're not I don't I don't know what is your opinion on that obviously I don't know everyone's experiences but do you think it's getting an overcrowded market because there is so many out there and are you referring to just platforms yeah platforms Um, well I guess only only the consumers themselves, they will be the, the first people to tell you that um, it's saturated because, because yes. of yeah. platforms and the way platforms operate, consumers know that, well, there's no point me being on 15 different platforms. 
Yeah. And this is where the whole positioning thing comes in because it'll be like, well, what's the platform that closely relates to me? So mm-hmm, if it's mm-hmm. a platform about a particular country, I can go down that yeah. road. If it's a platform yeah. in regarding marketing, well, yeah, I can go down mm-hmm. that road. But if it's just a platform for platform's sake, then they are the ones who are going to disappear over time because because there's so yeah. many people literally have choice paralysis. Mm-hmm, like, where mm-hmm. where where should I go and? Um, everyone's attention now is so vital no one yeah. is going to be like oh I need to check on all 10 of my platforms that I have signed up for of course because it's just too yeah. much and this is where mm-hmm. the whole positioning thing comes in on 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 my side in terms of brand strategy because every platform needs to position themselves in a way that in the client's mind they know that there's no other way but them in regards yeah. to whatever it is I'm looking for. You know, mm-hmm. like everyone knows in their head right now, love them or hate them. If you want a cheap flight, you're going on Ryanair. Yeah. <laughs> or like, an easy jet. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter. Like there's there, there's always um what you call the duality, the battle of the two, and the third is the yes. option. So it's either mm-hmm. you get a BMW or a Mercedes. The option is an hour. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so yeah. every market, yeah. whether there's a hundred or there's ten, there'll always be number one, number two, and the alternative. Right. I see. Gosh, I'm learning a lot here. It's good. <laughs> no, because it's, it it's something good. that you see you see everywhere. You either get an Apple, you get yeah. a Samsung. Or you get an yeah. alternative because you want to be a rebel. Like a Google phone yeah, or something. You, you want to yeah, be the like rebel. Why does everybody get Apple? Oh, Apple is boring. I'm going to I'm going to get a Google phone instead. You know? So yeah. that always tends to be the case and, and a sign of of every market that there's the two big boys and then there's the alternative. And everybody else, if you still want to play them at their game, you will most likely lose because they just have too much of the market share. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's very true. That is very true. But then that all goes into they've positioned themselves very well in the market that, um, like I said, you know, branding and logo how important is that in in you know when you're starting in the brand because you know when I when I started my one for example I wanted something very simple that people can Mm -hmm. recognize so I know you touched on about different brand logos and what they mean why is it before I mean and this is something I think that you possibly touched on before you go on to the creative side of thing what how important is it to have a a, a good logo for your brand well if you have not sold a penny of what it is you are trying to sell to the world then your logo really doesn't mean too much um right before all of this branding, marketing, whatever it is, you need to have mm-hmm. a viable product. Right, okay. You know, so once you have a product that you believe is viable, then unless you have money to pay someone who can design you something that's 
really just yours and it, it, you know really represents you go simple mm-hmm. yeah go simple you know if, if there's one thing i've learned there's there's people doing logos for 40 pounds but i guarantee you you're going to want a new one within six months and there's yeah. people who are doing <laughs> logos for ten thousand pounds and yeah if you don't yeah. know what you're you're doing with that logo then you've damn near mm-hmm. wasted your money yeah so mm-hmm. when you have yeah. a viable product and you have that solid brand behind it and you're not saying things like um i want the logo to look pink because i like pink you know you go to a yes. proper brand strategy yeah. still be like well what does your clients like then because <laughs> yeah you know you're not exactly. making a business for you you're making a business mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for them, you know, and, yes, and a lot yeah. of people get that twisted. You know, they want a logo with oh, fancy yeah. letters because they like fancy letters. Well, it'd be like, well, that mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm. you're defeating the purpose because if the client you're selling to don't like it, then you're just going to yeah. change it. And yeah, exactly. the thing about logos is that logos become iconic over time. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have a cool logo and there's amazing graphic designers out there that can design you in a really, really outstanding uh, logo, but it only becomes yeah. iconic over time and with consistent mm-hmm. use. Yeah. Like if, if yeah, you... definitely. I mean, look at McDonald's. Exactly. Like look at all the, the, the great uh, logos. Over time, they have changed. Yes but they have yeah. spent ridiculous amount of money pushing that new logo because they want you to see it yeah. everywhere. And then mm-hmm. a logo is one of the best symbols that etches into anybody's psyche. So the moment someone yeah. sees it, it's like an immediate emotional connection because mm-hmm. that's just what it is. And, you know, I have yeah. a very good story about that when I went to thailand i believe and it was the first day Mm -hmm. or the second day and um we were starving you know went with my missus we were starving we said oh let's go out let's go and see some food let's go and look for malewa out here so we went out to to the streets of thailand we're like going around seeing all these foods seeing all these foods we were like "Mm, i don't know i don't know and what did we see we saw the golden arches Oh, wow. And <laughs> I, I haven't been eating McDonald's for a while. I've cut off fast food and this and this and this. But the moment I saw yeah, the yeah, golden yeah. arches, I was like, I know exactly yeah. what I'm going <laughs> to What that is. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is the thing. It, it resonates because it, glo- they've made, they've positioned themselves as a global brand. So anywhere you go in the country, like you said, you'd recognize it anyways. And it's like immediate when you're saying about the emotional it's like an emotional comfort because you know what it is already exactly so you're you're no longer guessing you know exactly what the chips are going to taste like you're not going to be dissatisfied you know you might hate yourself afterwards for eating fast food but nonetheless you ate it and you enjoyed it because you knew exactly (laughs) what you was going to get so that that is you know great branding in a nutshell it's mm-hmm. a long-term mm-hmm. play. And and anyone yeah. who is, you know, ridiculously fast just to have logos and a bunch of pictures out there doesn't mm-hmm. understand that this is a long-term play. 
you can't yeah it takes it time takes you time. can't spend six seven eight grand on a photo shoot for it to have a a one week lifespan on your social media yeah. feeds be like mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. you know where yeah. where's your marketing yeah. budget that you're going to you know push mm-hmm. these set of images or videos out for the next three months so that it makes sense yeah or else you're going to get yeah, into the of rut course. of oh my god i need content oh my god i need content oh my god i need content don't, yeah. you know don't you understand yeah. that content to that degree is an investment like gary mm-hmm, v has mm-hmm. teams around him who are able to push out the volume of content that he pushes out yeah mm-hmm. and i i even think he 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 doesn't need to tell everybody that he has teams but you know i think yeah. it's something that people miss be like gary's putting mm. out six videos a day across seven platforms yeah. that's like 50 pieces of content You're like this guy's got yeah. a team around him a team yeah and also i think people forget that content needs planning um you know me personally i don't i take time to plan what i want out mm-hmm. as content because i can easily be like i need to post every day i need to get more followers but mm-hmm. like you said that can go as quickly as you know exactly. four days you know i think people need to understand that these things take time these things take planning i'm sure that when you do a photo shoot for mcm london you do not plan mm. it in a day it it's time. you know it's it's months of going back and forth isn't it so it, it takes it time, takes like time. You said. And, and that is the the instant gratification that that people just don't want to um take the time to plan like i know a lot of people yeah will say you know just do it you know nike slogan just do it well why don't yeah. you just do the planning you know <laughs> what, yeah. what happened yeah ain't that part of the action as well like actually strategically planning something you yes. know just yeah. doing it as yeah. in just doing the shoot it, mm-hmm. it really doesn't make sense as a long-term play yeah yeah you know, exactly as i said yeah. after two days you're gonna to have to post up another picture mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. all, all yeah. of that vim all of that energy is gone yeah did, did you have a mm-hmm. a um lead generation behind that did you send people yeah. to your websites to capture emails and put them in an email sequence you know mm-hmm, all of these mm-hmm. things is like yeah it just all went to waste you know, and you're just looking at your photo yeah. with the thousand, two thousand likes, and you're like, "Yes, it done well." Well, <laughs> did it really? Yeah. Well, it would be remembered Ex- exactly. next week. That's another Thank thing. You. you know. Yeah. No, it's, it's it's so interesting. It's made me think a lot about my business, but it's good because I think, like I said, I don't think we are educated enough on what this is and I think when you touched on there's not enough agencies and I'm particularly talking about you know black Mm -hmm. creatives that can educate us on this and it's so important that we need to because I think that would change a lot of how we do business 
in the long run um you know when i talk about how we do business in terms of the stereotype of the product that we are expected to see for Mm. black creatives that would change a lot of narratives if we just know these little gems that we need to know and i think like i said i'm really going to be pushing your platforms (laughs) i think everyone needs to know about this Mm. and because it's, it's it's true because you you've done like I said, MCM London have been around for a long time and you're not talking about anything that you haven't yeah. experienced. And I think people need mm-hmm. to hear that. And I think they can I think they can take a lot away with this. Obviously with a feed. If he's not free, <laughs> by the way, guys. But <laughs> I just thought I'll stick that in there, Belange, you know. Uh but you know, this leads me on to the last uh I guess the last uh questions for this. And I think we have a segment on our podcast called the five top tips of how to. So depending on what industry you are in, I always like to do a last five top tips. So for you, it's going to be the five top tips on how to start your own creative, I guess your creative brand and how to strategize. What would you advise someone who's come to you had an idea before they get to the execution of the photo shoot or the big, Mm -hmm. you know, hurrah, what would be the first five top tips that you would advise them to consider? Oh, um, number one, I guess, will be um, your pricing. Uh, yes. Because crea- oh, crea- yeah. creatives and pricing, oh, mate, <laughs> isn't that a top? Wow. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, wow. The amount of people have contacted me saying, because I've referred them to graphic designers, how much do they charge? It's like, oh, you have to, because how some of them work is like, I guess you have to tell them the idea and then they'll give you a price. Yeah. And that's your yeah. price. And, and some people, they, <laughs> they don't, they don't know that there's several different ways to price things. And, and at the top of the food yes. chain is, is value-based pricing where someone will be like mm-hmm, well mm-hmm. how much does this actually mean to you <laughs> yes and yeah you'll yeah, be like yeah, oh my god yeah. this will transform my whole business and i'll be like all right cool hundred thousand this is since it's that big to yeah me, you know but yeah i'll i will definitely go with understanding um pricing and how how you're going to price mm-hmm. your services and yeah. I mean that like literally down to the T, like how much time it's going to take mm-hmm. you and and price yeah. for profit. Don't price to sell. Okay. Price for profit. Right. Oh, yes, that's important. It's very key. Because yeah. when you price to sell, your margins are low, you get stressed out, you end up hating the thing that you love. Um, so you must right. price for profit. So I'll start with pricing. The second thing I will start with, uh, the second thing I will mention is knowing um, your audience and where to find them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is key because that that's just part of branding. Um, yes, there's 2 billion mm-hmm. people on Facebook and a billion on Insta and like all these channels. But yeah there's still other channels <laughs> there is yeah, still yeah. other channels i i know these two are like the the goliaths right now but oh, if gosh, you're yeah. doing graphics for particularly the medical industry are you going to find yes. them on instagram i don't think right. so definitely not it's, it's more, more linkedin, LinkedIn isn't it it might be in <laughs> yeah. in periodic 
um, publications that are specific to the medical yeah. industry. So knowing mm-hmm. your audience and where to find them is also very key or else you'll just lose a whole bunch of money um, and energy posting things where nobody's there. Um, yeah. Third, thirdly, what would I say thirdly? So first is your pricing. Second is knowing where your audiences are. Um, third, oh God, I'm not. I'm. I'm thinking about what what <laughs> I would have liked to to know be, before all of this, before I ever started. I think that's that's the best way for me to think it. Um, as yeah. as a creative. Thirdly, I would say um, business skills. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> Hallelujah. Preach, please. <laughs> we need to hear it's, that one. We need it's to the business hear that one. skills because I like no matter how much of a creative you believe you are, the business yeah. skills is what's going to get you there. And oh and gosh, when you yes. minus the business skills, you just fall into all kinds of traps that that leave you depressed mm-hmm. and you hate. You know, it's it's an yeah. awful place um, to be when when you don't have um, yeah the business skills to sort of um, take you to the next to the next level. So business skills, yeah, paramount, hundred um, percent. And I guess most of the tips I'm, I'm going to say are. are evolving or around business to be to be very honest yeah uh, because as, yeah. as a creative mm-hmm. you really need to know that um so number four yes. i guess it's it's knowing your lane mm-hmm. yeah so, so what, important. what lane are you in <laughs> because yeah. it's it's all good saying you do graphic design but Mm-hmm. when someone asks you if you really want their business you'll be like you know you know exactly what it is you do because saying i'm a graphic yes, designer yeah. is too vague you know so you, yeah. you kind of have a mm-hmm. a cocktail party answer where you say things like um i don't know what what's a what's a really good one i help hairdressers come up with amazing graphics to gain more customers something like that so you know know your position so that whenever you mention yourself Mm -hmm. to somebody they'd be like all right he's for me right and not just a graphic designer yeah but if you really know Mm -hmm, your position mm -hmm. because you're a graphic designer yes but you don't want to work for everybody i'm sure you don't there's a particular no, of sector not. of the business world that you prefer more than anything else. You might like the food industry. Mm-hmm. So you now need to make sure yeah. you mention that in all your communications that you are a graphic designer right. for mom and dad food chains. And then mm-hmm, instantly, mm-hmm. when a mom and dad food chain sees that that's what you do, guess who's going to come to you? Yeah. Mom and dad food chains. Mm-hmm. So that as well yeah. is is key your your positioning how you position yourself um as as a creative mm-hmm. and finally i think i'm just going to roll two into one here um yeah 
never rely on word of mouth and referrals of course, yeah. as your marketing strategy. Oh my gosh, yes. That is one thing I think everyone needs to hear. Because I, I <laughs> like we all know that as creators we have this ego thing like my work is so so good that I will yes. survive from word of mouth and you know mm-hmm. referrals and and that's it so I, I don't yeah. need to do too much marketing you know I don't need all of that yeah. branding stuff advertising you know my work is exceptional everybody should come to me mm-hmm. my work my speaks, work for, speaks itself. for itself I yes say. you know so <laughs> it, we've all we've all been there like I, we've all been there yeah and it course. may help you mm-hmm. in the initial launch phase um, you know, a launch yeah. phase takes a lot of momentum, takes a lot of energy. Yeah. But eventually that yeah. will just all wear out. So yeah, you need to, to find a way to get clients in, client acquisition strategies. Mm-hmm. So you need to figure mm-hmm. out how can I constantly be getting referrals or constantly getting word of mouth marketing going around and round and round because you can't just do marketing yeah. in bad times that yeah oh yeah exactly i mean take this yeah. time for example you know all of a sudden business has gone down so you've decided to ramp up marketing mm-hmm. when in reality most businesses when things are going down marketing is one of the first things they cut yeah they do yeah i i was listening to a podcast and they said exactly the same thing they're going to keep the finance team but the marketing yes, team which they're going is, to get is rid ironic of. and the paradox is like well those yeah. are the people who bring in the money um so if you're yeah. firing the people that bring in the money and keeping the people that simply look after the money they're not going to have any money to look after mm-hmm. so it's it's a yeah. paradox but yes get um thinking of a strategy to bring in clients is will be my Mm -hmm. my final tip there yeah right wow i've learned a lot trust me you've you've covered a lot i'll be listening to this over (laughs) a hundred times i'm trying to get my five tips but it's it's important and i like the fact that you touched on business and creative so this is something that creatives really, including mm. myself, yeah. and I've done it. Business, we're not all business-minded as creatives, and we get that so confused. Like, we've got a great mm-hmm. idea, we've got a great idea. Mm-hmm. This is going to happen. But the business side, you neglect and you realise, oh, this, per- this person mm-hmm. done me over because I had this money issue, mm-hmm. I had this legal issue. But like you said these are the fundamental things that you need to think about beforehand even Mm -hmm. with my own platform I'm thinking about these nabs I know as it starts to grow we don't want to get in the firing line when it comes to contracts and this and that and whatever you know putting project Mm -hmm. agreements in place putting boundaries in place because if even though it's that you're helping people like you said You've got to put these bands because you've yeah. got to protect your business because it's all good having an idea. But when the business side doesn't align mm-hmm. with the creativity, that's when yes. you slip and yes. fall. And, and you if, if you don't learn along the way or if you if you're not even 
I don't know, encouraged to learn about it, then you're just setting yourself up yeah. for the fall. Um, and that's one thing like mm. I've learned over the, the the past seven years is that as as good yeah. as you may think you are, there are huge mm. companies out there in the creative world. And if you don't even take yeah. the time out just to be like, well, how did they get there? You know, if, if I'm struggling mm. to find clients yeah. that's going to pay me 10 grand a month, then what 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 do I have mm-hmm. to do in in order to to yeah, level up yeah. um to that degree? And I guess I'll I'll chuck yeah. in something here. Um, I don't know how much time we've got left, but mm-hmm. okay. No, we've still got a bit of time. <laughs> listen, I could listen to this all day. It's, it's something <laughs> that um I I recently put up as I was searching for um basically ways for creatives to get paid, and I I yeah. came across like 10 different ways that people can get paid because all we know is that mm. I do a service you pay me and and that's it yeah you know but what some of yeah, the, yeah. the big creatives out here are doing not only the the whole value based um pricing scheme but those who specifically mm-hmm. create logos and I'm I'm always bringing yeah. up logo examples because logos is something that a lot of people undervalue and mm. assume that, you know, some kid is sitting around and he's going to draw it in under an hour and is going to charge you 40 oh pounds. Oh my gosh. And that's it. Yeah. You know, bang, there's your logo. Mm. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I had a, a client years ago when I started uh, and I made a logo for them um for 40 pounds yeah. funny enough <laughs> oh wow <laughs> it's 40 pounds keeps on and, popping up and yeah. you know they they got their whole fashion business and you know everything is going well da, 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 yeah. da. and they they hit me up mm-hmm. recently mm-hmm. saying that they misplaced something and if i still had it and i oh god i was like what are you not serious and then funny enough i still had it but i said I'm going to charge you 50 pounds for me to send it out. And yeah, of course they didn't get back to me. And I was like, wow. Yeah. You yeah. know, you've got a full on business mm. right now. Everything is going wavy and yeah, you know, you yeah. don't want to pay just for me to send it. Cause I had to find it, you know, it's been a long time. Yeah, I've of got course. whole lot of hard drives time. and whatnot. Yeah. So I was like, I had to find yeah. it. Mm-hmm. But they didn't want to pay for it, so I didn't mm. send it, and they haven't said anything since. Yeah. But when I was looking mm. into pricing, and I'm finding out that there's there's people out there, logo creators, who are charging yeah. their clients, um, almost on licensing fees. Oh so, wow! Okay. And I found it a phenomenal business model because they will charge for the logo and clearly the client really mm-hmm. wants them to do it or else they wouldn't have agreed to it. But the logo, I don't yeah. know, is 10 grand, 15 grand, 20 grand or whatever, but the client doesn't have the money to pay for it. Mm-hmm. So they pay a small upfront fee of 10% or something and they literally get paid yeah. annually for the use of the logo. And right. I thought that was a phenomenal... Okay business model because they can literally do 10 logos yeah. a year 
and get a full-on six-figure salary after that for a number mm. of years because the company is going to use that logo, period. And every time the company yeah, yeah, puts yeah. the logo on a new piece of merchandise, they get an added mm -hmm. bonus. Yeah, yeah. And that I is smart. That <laughs> is just a really, really clever way of getting around the fact that a client might not have money to pay you up front, but you lock them in yeah, for yeah. long-term sustainability mm -hmm. because as a business, that's what you want. You want to know that you're going to have yeah, a, of course, a, a of amount course. of money coming in every month instead of just hoping someone mm -hmm, mm -hmm. picks up the phone and calls <laughs> you can't live like that yeah mm, so, mm, yeah and and so important because it's about business yeah. sustainability um and and that's exactly what that shows that i guess yes, method is, is showing if, if you're planning to to sustain your business over a long time then you need to know where the money is coming from because it's it's all good when mm, you're young mm -hmm. and you, you might be living at your parents that you don't know where money's coming from. You're just having a, a good time, you know, good for you. But once yeah. you you mm -hmm. grow <laughs> and you now start having dependencies, that that becomes a whole different yeah. ballgame. You can't just be sitting around hoping yeah. for a phone call. You need to put things in place mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. says, all right, cool, I know that next month, these 10 clients are paying their license fee. And, yeah. And yeah. yeah mm. Just to bring it full circle, I guess, to, to the whole creative, but especially photography, that was a big aha moment for me. Yeah. When I found out that mm. I was thinking like, how are these big photographers collecting their checks? And I found out that mm -hmm, mm -hmm, they will mm -hmm. charge a creative fee, which was their actual fee for you to you know, for them to physically be there and do the job. But then they charge a licensing yeah. fee for the rights to use the images. Mm. And I was like, yeah. now yeah. it makes so much sense. That's why you'll see an advert campaign mm. for four months and then you'll never see it again. Because... Right, okay. And does that mean that they've licensed it out for four that, months? That's, Is that what that's that means? exactly what it means. So when when you okay. do a campaign for big clients, they have either yeah. a licensing fee or a straight buyout fee. Okay. So this even right. works okay. for I models see. that are Got getting you. paid silly money because they're charging you for the right to oh, use their face across the world. And mm. after a period of time, yeah. you either need to continue paying them or you bring mm -hmm. down that whole campaign right and so that's what linda evangelista used to say i don't get out of bed for like more than 10 grand <laughs> a day or something like that and naomi campbell makes sense now makes sense no it's good because it's just giving you those little gems of you know what we need to know what we don't mm. know how it all works and touching on what you said about that company yeah. that got back to you years later I don't think people really value the graphic designers, the art director. They don't value their time. I don't think, because even with my guys, I know that I can send a mm -hmm. brief out to the team and, I, and, I, and I'll send them a deadline and the deadline mm -hmm. will be a realistic deadline because I know in a day 
they might have other mm-hmm. clients or other things that they're dealing with. And I know that a logo won't take, you know, three hours. I've, you know, we've got to think mm-hmm. of the concept, the color, you know, making it right. And I'd rather, and I think people don't understand that it takes time to make things look good, especially if you want, especially if the graphic designer is mm-hmm. designing it for you. It's his exactly. name on there as well is for your logo. And I think people don't really get that because if MCM London is designing yeah. something for me or taking a picture that yes mm-hmm. it's for my business as CNC but it's exactly. your name on that as well so you're not exactly gonna give me a rubbish product you're gonna take your time with it and I think yeah, people, people need to know that as well overlook um the fact that if I'm really good at something and I can do it in 10 minutes it doesn't yeah. mean that you're charging me f- I'm gonna charge you 10 minutes worth of work I'm really good at something because yeah. I've been doing it for seven years. So I'm not charging you for 10 mm-hmm. minutes. I'm charging you for seven years. You know, and, yes. and people don't say, oh, no, but you're just going to, you know, press the button on the camera. Be like, all right, well, you do it. Then. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's why I'm here. Because you, you know, brought me here. It, 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 wow. it always comes yeah. down to an issue of value and what people value. And I guess as a business, it's yeah. partly our issue to show that value. Because if we don't show that mm, value, yeah. they are not naturally inclined to see that value. And Right, this, okay, yeah. So to again, the business it comes and down to, to how business. you brand yourself. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you don't brand yourself right, right and everything just seems like a, a, a fun and game sort of situation, then everyone will take it that way. Yeah. You know, not to say that it's a problem, okay. but if you show the value in the fun and games, then the clients that you come, not only would they like fun and games, but they understand that you are ridiculously good at what you do. Hence, that's why you're charging this much. Mm. And the fun and games is like a bonus. Mm. Right. OK, got you. Wow. You put it in a nice term right there. I, I tell you that. But um, I just wanted to say thank you again, Belong, for taking the time to educate CNC on, um, you know, brand strategies. I think that's something that the community and also outside the community really need to know. And um, where can we find you on socials, just so everyone can have an idea of where to get more tips Well, you, you can find me on uh, Belong, OK?, that's at B-E-L-A-N-G-E, Belange, OK, and that's just OK. Uh, that's on the gram uh, and on Twitter and and all the, the other mm-hmm. socials. Well, I'm not on everything, but I think it's Facebook, the gram and Twitter um, where yeah. I will respond. <laughs> just right. put it out. Yeah. Okay, brilliant. And so is it a DM respond or email first, setting the standards, you know, as we're going with the flow? <laughs> well, if, if you can you can email me, that will be absolutely fine. Um and and even, oh, even if it's if it's a DM, just but just don't expect it to be like yeah. an instant reply because that will not happen. <laughs> right. Okay, that's good. See, guys, you heard it here first. Well, Belange, thank you so much for taking the time to, you know, come on this podcast with us. Um, we do love you having you. Hear you here at CNC and um, many more to come. So this is not the last, but um, thank, thank you again you. for thank coming you on this so show. Thank you so much uh, to everyone at 
at CNC and you know I I look forward yeah to to hearing hearing a podcast and and let me know when I can share it I guess or where to share it to yeah yeah definitely would we'll, yeah definitely we'll definitely be doing that so yeah, thank, thank you, you Belange thank, thank you so much